The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Everyday Cannabis with host Eva Sativa. This groundbreaking podcast aims to clear the smoke on reefer madness by providing honest, open, and real cannabis talk with no sticks, no seeds, and no shame. Now, here's your host, Eva Sativa. Welcome to Everyday Cannabis with me, Eva Sativa, my boo, Boris, and I'm excited that co-host Katie Ryder is here with us today and, uh, Gee, it sure smells flowery in here, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you, uh, Eva and Boris. We are super excited for today's episode because we're bringing you guys an interview with the most well-known advocate for cannabis in the NFL, former Baltimore Raven, Eugene Monroe. Eugene Monroe. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he has joined the winning team of cannabis advocates and he is an MVP in our Hall of Fame already for his courage and his conviction of belief because he has come out green. He is an all star hero for speaking out and not being afraid to tell the truth, even when it's uncertain or it might be risky. And uh, as people come out like him and tell the truth, Stand up and be counted. It opens minds and people begin to realize that their perception of what a cannabis user is, is incorrect and biased by, you know, propaganda that's been with us for a long time now and we're trying to get rid of. Someone like Eugene, you know, I can get out there and talk as a patient um, as and someone who I owe my life to cannabis, but his voice, it speaks louder than mine and louder than most. Uh, so it's great that he got out there, but, you know, every one of us counts. So I hope this trend just continues and continues until the country has an accurate look at who uses cannabis and it blows their minds out <laughs> because it's doctors, it's lawyers, it's teachers, it's moms, scientists, grandmas. That's right. Meemaw is on board. Um, it, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Everyone's getting on board. Uh, but there's definitely still a stigma attached to coming out as a cannabis consumer. I mean, I know I still run into people from high school so many years ago. And, you know, I was like the smartest kid in the class and they can't believe what I do now. And, you know, what a big cannabis consumer I am. But um, Eva, when did you first come out green? You know, I've been thinking about that because this whole coming out green thing. And I, 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 I'm trying to have a recollection of a time when, you know, I think I've always been green. Yeah. <laughs> Probably since I was born in some way or another, um, because I've always really uh, had an affinity toward the plant. And um, I, I believe that the real conversation happened when um, I, you know, I told my parents that I was going to be moving out <laughs> to from, from Florida to Reno, Nevada to uh, open a cultivation facility or work on uh, with a, a great team of people opening the first cultivation facility and uh, seed to sale dispensary uh, in the state. And they were uh, and they were like, OK, wow. And I had to say, so the reason I, you know, I've been starting to get better and um, I've stopped taking the medications is because I've been using cannabis. And, you know, my father, he's an attorney and my mom is a psychotherapist and and, um, she does have to deal with a lot of issues with the, with addictions. And, you know, I've, I've struggled, um, with the pain management. I mean, who, who doesn't struggle with, with those, um, drugs that are addictive. So, you know, I think she was just really happy to know that, that there was something that could help me that was not something that was likely to kill me and um, that was ruining my life, really. So you were, you were already uh, on your road to recovery then before you talked to your parents about it. 
Yeah, I mean, they knew, and I, I, I'm sure we've had some conversations, uh, but I don't really recollect, like, the conversation until uh, until we really talked about it then. And at that point, they were cautiously optimistic, and uh, I feel like they've been super supportive. I'm very fortunate to have a family that's super supportive and uh, and loves uh, me, and, and, you know, they're just like, hey, if this is going to keep you at that time... I, I was very depressed, you know, I mean, I was uh, suicidal uh, because um, I was basically bedridden uh, on pain medications. Uh, You know, I felt very, very alone in the world and in pain all the time. And so if there's something that could have helped me that's safe and natural, well, they were all for that. And, uh, And I'm glad. How about you, Katie? When did you first come out green? Well... What the first time I came out green to my parents, it was a pretty dramatic coming out story. It was like basically similar to when I came out to them as gay <laughs> um, and yeah. all times positive. Um, but, you know, I just decided I would visit their house and, you know, I'd be smoking out the window late at night or going in the backyard and, and hiding my medicine. And I just didn't want to have to kind of feel like I was doing something sketchy, you know, in in my childhood home. And so a couple of years ago when I was visiting for a holiday, I just said, look, mom and dad, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to smoke marijuana and you can (laughs) accept it or I can go stay at my best friend's house. And I know you want me to stay here. (laughs) So they were like, my, my dad was cool. My dad actually, um, came outside with me and uh, he smoked a, a Swisher Sweet while I was smoking a bowl. It was hilarious. Um, that's, but, that's uh, awesome. That's my, awesome. Yeah, no, he's he's cool. But my mom was like, but it's against the law. <laughs> and I had to explain, you know, it's, it's medicine. And even if it is, you know, federally illegal, it helps me and it makes my, it improves my quality of life. Um, so, She's, you know, now that it's also my career, she's a little bit more supportive, um, but it was still, it was, it was very nerve wracking. <laughs> so, so, so which was more difficult coming out as, um, as LG, as a, as, as a gay or coming out as green, <laughs> would you say, or were they, um, equally? definitely gay. I would say like <laughs> coming out, <laughs> coming out green, there's, there's similar stigma associated with it I think like people judge you because then they think oh you're high all the time or um their preconceived notions of you change even though you're the same person um but when I decided to come out as green it was I felt a lot more uh strongly about it that um you know they could fuck off if they care about it Right, right. Well, <laughs> I was like, I'm legitimately just going to go over to my friend's house and smoke a bong if this goes. <laughs> well, and 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 I think that you know it's important. Stand up and be proud. Stand up and be counted because um, you know if people are going to have preconceived notions about you who already know you because of something different they found out for you. <laughs> about you then and it's like every single time I come to visit you mom and dad I'm high like <laughs> you just didn't notice that you wondered why we were getting along so much better yeah right <laughs> well yeah that it's funny uh, uh I I was recently uh talking to uh someone who is uh, a patient and his wife is not a patient and uh and but she was concerned because you know she they're, they're um, an older couple and she was saying I'm worried about you know that he, he you know his use uh, and I said well well what is it doing for him she said well he's a lot nicer and he's more pleasant to be around well, um, he, he, oh, that's he, terrible. Yeah. He, he, he uh, and I said, boy, sounds like those are terrible side effects. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, so, do you remember the first time that you, uh, that you used cannabis? Oh, totally, totally. Um, actually, it's funny because I was dating a boy at the time that was in high school. And um, I was hanging out with like the bad kids. 
And um, yeah, uh, I was kind of interested in marijuana, but I hadn't had a chance to try it yet. And I remember like uh, going over to this kid's house and it was my first time ever. And also I had to like impress the, you know, the bad, cool kids. And I did not get high my first time. And I was very disappointed, but also was like proud of myself that I was able to hang. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think mine was somewhat similar. Um, But I do remember that it did work for me. And I remember that I I laughed. and it was kind of it was kind of an embarrassing situation because we were all sneaking in, into you know like a friend's house um, at, at night to go back over to his room, and there was a photo shot of his mom. And I don't know if you guys if you remember glamour shots, um, but glamour shots were really big back then. Of course, and, um, <laughs> yeah, and and they, they were kind of silly because uh, you know everybody got all dressed up with these boas and 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 all this crazy hey head accoutrements and whatnot all glamorous with photos and then there was a glamour shot of uh, his mom and for some reason the glamour shot of his mom just made me laugh and I just couldn't stop laughing uh, and I felt so terrible because I wasn't laughing at his mom but I don't know I was just laughing because uh, you know I got the giggles and so <laughs> I was just struggling because he's like what's so funny and my friend got the giggles too and uh, and then he and we, he thought we went we were laughing at his mom's photo and um, <laughs> but we were not we were not we were just uh it was the first time I, I experienced uh, just uh spontaneous giggles <laughs> and and uh and and happiness and then that was just regs that was the old days when you had regs and you had crippy uh <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm pretty sure it was regs um but uh yeah that was the first that was my first time and it was it was, it was a great experience and um uh, and then I I used it on and off. Uh, but, you know, like I've always said, I never really realized that uh, I was uh, self-medicating or how powerful of a medicine it could be until I was seriously injured and mm-hmm. and all of the bad things that, you know, happened to me um, and woke up in the surgery and all of that um, and was in so much pain. And then I was like, oh my goodness, this this is is more than just the giggles. This is this is medicine and this medicine is more powerful than the medicine that I have been trying, which is the most powerful medicine supposedly that they have. So it was a real eye opener for me. Yeah, no, I I didn't know for a long time, um, you know, that I was really self-medicating with cannabis. Um until I was really an adult and was concerned about my health and talked to the doctors and realized that this was actually helping me with some issues. Um, and that's why I had been, you know, enjoying it. Um, and, you know, my endocannabinoid system more or less was out of whack and I'm restoring it by um, consuming cannabis. So all along it was helping. Well, okay, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. Um, I'm Eva Sativa, and I'm with Katie Ryder today. You know I'm a Sativa. Katie's an Indica. What do you think Eugene Monroe is? Stay tuned for the answer. We're live tweeting as usual, so send us your questions. This show is not just about us. It's all about you, and we love our listeners. So uh, uh, you can uh, get uh, Twitter or tweet me. at uh, My Instagram handle is also Eva Sativa 775 as well as Twitter. Get off your ass and let us know you're listening. And we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at greenlightdrafts.com. 
Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Everyday Cannabis with me, Eva Sativa, and Katie Ryder, Indica. <laughs> several, Hello. Dogs, <laughs> several dogs roaming around, including Boris. Please live tweet us any questions that, that you have, Eva Sativa 775. We're going to jump right back in here and talk about the munchies uh, and do a little myth busting today. So, you know, chocolate ding dongs, Doritos. French fries dipped in frosty milkshakes. I don't know if anyone's done that one before. That's that's one of my favorites. Uh, some people, you know, like pizza topped with pineapple or crazy. I've seen it topped with like Pez, uh, you know, ramen. <sighs> ra- ramen noodles no. uh, are, 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 are good for anything. But munchies, they are real, but they're not always real and i've i've made some pretty crazy concoctions my favorite munchie food i'm just going to tell you guys is frozen strawberries dipped in pb2 uh which is uh like a defatted peanut butter so uh that's what i love what do you love uh for munchie foods katie oh man well everybody who knows me well knows that i eat like a kindergartner so anything fried, basically, pizza bites, <laughs> pizza bites are my go-to, um, but always like fresh fruit, anything that's just like really fresh and juicy and delicious um, is always good. Um, but I'm curious, you say that the munchies are not always real? What's right. this? Yes. So, so this is, this is great information. And I love to talk about this because um, I, you know, I used to be a trainer and help people with weight loss. And, uh, and I don't think a lot of people know this. Um, You know, I have a lot of hard time eating. So I use it as an appetite um, uh, uh, to help me to build my appetite sometimes. But Cannabis is also can be an appetite suppressant. Um, so in terms of cannabis consumption, most people do think that, you know, it's going to make you gain weight. Um, and it's always used for like, you know, uh, to help people become hungry. But uh, that's not always the case. It is recommended as a great therapy, some strains for those with chronic nausea, you know, cachexia, uh, which is wasting uh, due to severe and chronic illness. But studies are now finding that cannabinoids may play a, well, they're, actually they've known this for a while, but they're now coming out with these studies. That, um, it plays an important role in controlling your metabolism, regulating your insulin, and addressing the sensation of hunger. So um, epidemiologists at Harvard School of Public Health, the University of Nebraska College of Medicine, and Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Centers uh, conducted a study of 4,657 adult men and women, and this was over a period of five years, from 2005 to 2010, and, we conclu- and they concluded that marijuana users have lower fasting insulin level- levels, lower fasting insulin levels. This is really important if you're diabetic or borderline diabetic, they have significantly healthier uh, waist sizes, um, you know, like your hip to waist ratio, and much lower BMI scores than non-users. Yeah, well, I mean, that's obviously why we're both so healthy and attractive. <laughs> Clearly. That must be it, right? Well, it's certainly it's certainly not because I've been trying lately, but that's right, Katie. Um, and we, sh- we, we should note that of the participants who are physically examined and um, 
providing a fasting blood sample, 579 were regular users, 1,975 passed, and uh, a little over 2,000 had never used marijuana. So this is really statistically important data. And this was published in the American Journal of Medicine. Um, it was reported that those who used, hey, Boris, calm down. He's is very, that Boris? Yeah, is Boris very, in the background? He's wow. very excited about this. Um, so those who use marijuana and do nothing else different, okay, have a 16% lower fasting insulin level, 17% lower levels of insulin resistance, higher levels of high-density lipoprotein, that's the, the good cholesterol, right? And then significantly smaller waist uh, circumferences and better BMI. Oh, Boris is touchy about his weight, I guess. Um, It's also interesting to know, Eva, that marijuana users tend to consume more calories than non-users, yet we retain a lower body mass index. Uh, More than one large-scale study has concluded that marijuana users tend to be leaner than non-users, even after accounting for behavioral characteristics, as they tend to consume that high-calorie diet or higher calorie. And that's that's the important part. Boris, come over here. He's very excited. Um, That's what's really important. So does this mean, could cannabis really be the natural weight loss tool of the future? Well, we've always been waiting for, right? Eat more, do nothing, and somehow you're going to be leaner and healthier? Well, believe it or not, they have uh, they've tried it before uh, with a synthetic version uh, based on the science of uh, of cannabis. So they've long known that the CB1 cannabinoid receptor plays a role in your hunger signaling and satiety and activation of those receptors by your body's own cannabinoids, your endocannabinoids um, like anandamide. uh, They increase the appetite. So suppressing or blocking them will decrease it. In fact, so a selective CB1 endocannabinoid receptor antagonist drug uh, that was indicated for the treatment of obesity was once developed and marketed for patient use in Europe based on this principle. Uh, It works by blocking the endogenous cannabinoid binding to neuronal CB1 receptors. So following this principle, certain strains of cannabis naturally can uh, stimulate or suppress your appetite in a similar way. But you don't need to have a synthetic uh, drug to do that, you can just use the natural plant. For example, the cannabinoid uh, THCV is a natural CB1 and CB2 uh, antagonist that suppresses hunger by blocking those CB1 receptors I was talking about. And THC has the same uh, effect, euphoric effects as TH, uh, THCV, pardon me, has about the same euphoric effects as THC. It's just that it, 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 it's a, it hits a little bit faster, a little stronger, and lasts a little bit uh, less um, uh, amount of time. But it is thought to block the pleasurable or rewarding sensations that we experience when we're eating. Uh, so it reduces your hunger and your cravings. Yeah, THCV, um, it's also known to have a quicker onset and a slightly shorter duration than uh, THC. Uh, now, THCV, it's only one of many cannabinoids, terpenoids, and flavonoids that are pharmacologically active and work synergistically to provide the medical benefits of marijuana that really we're just beginning to understand. Uh, It's thought that the endocannabinoid system keeps the body in a state of homeostasis in many ways that help regulate mood, pain, inflammation, uh, neurological, gastrointestinal systems, metabolism, all kinds of systems and issues. Right. And so medical marijuana patients or, or just anyone, uh, you know, who's interested in uh, controlling diabetes and weight management uh, strain and strains that, well, patients who, uh, it depends on what state you're in. But if you if you're interested in finding out more about what strains may help to suppress your appetite, of course, you can you can write to us and we'll tell you about it. Um, but you might want to ask your local dispensary for uh, appropriate local recommendations. And if you can get laboratory results at the dispensary where you, if, if you're in Nevada, that's a required thing. Um, look for uh, strains with uh, with the percentages of THCV. Look for land-raised strains from South and East Africa, like my favorite, Durban Poison. Uh, I love Durban Poison. Green Crunch is also an awesome one. Um, and the Haze strains, because these are the strains that are typically high in the cannabinoid THCV. 
anything lab testing high in THCV is a good bet. Um, but I'm in no means an expert on this topic. Uh, we will have one coming soon, though. So if you have questions about this, send them to us so that we can we can ask the expert when the expert is on the show. But I, I will tell you, um, we uh, I made a batch of uh, coconut oil out of the Durban poison and or no a tincture excuse me a tincture and from those tinctures we made some gummies and me Jeff and several friends of ours all lost 15 pounds in like a couple weeks uh we didn't know why we didn't realize it uh you know varying degrees like five to 15 uh and we realized it was because we'd been eating those gummies all the time and we just were not hungry and we kept you know forgetting to eat because the uh, we felt satiated and I actually had to you know uh most people I, I don't normally I have problems a lot of problems because of my injuries with eating in general but a lot of the people were, who don't have problems eating, you know, or anything, were just telling me, "Hey, you know, I just haven't been feeling hungry lately. This is great, and and I, I can't believe I've, you know, shed this weight, and, and I didn't know uh, I was even doing it." So, uh, you know, I, I, is, is it a miracle drug? Who knows? But it, there's definitely potential there, um, and and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Uh, Eva, do you have a, a suggestion on the other hand? Uh, for a strain that stimulates appetite? Uh, so for Just me... Just a personal one that you me, like? For me, um, whenever I'm having tummy problems, I like Gorilla Glue number four. I don't know mm-hmm. uh, why, but it settles my tummy and any of the OGs or the Kushes uh, for me. Um, and that that's just my experience. But you can go on to websites like leafly.com and um, that's a wonderful place to look um, and to see which strains are better for you know a, a appetite suppressant versus um, making you you know have an appetite and the majority of them I'm going to say will give you the munchies so it, it, it's it's harder to find one that's an appetite suppressant than one that isn't so gotcha. that's why you want to look for those lab test results I mean ultimately um, you know strains and uh, names and, and, and everything's kind of hybrid so look at the results and and you know go with what what uh, your experiences try different things that's what's so great about this is you get to try uh, different things and see what works for you, and it's it's a fun part of the experience. So, uh, lady and ge- ladies and gentlemen, uh, we shall be uh, right back after another quick break, uh, and we still have an interview coming. The one that you're waiting for. It's always better when you've waited for it, right? So we'll be coming <laughs> back at you with our cannabis all-star and hero, Eugene Monroe, after we talk a little bit about some more things after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at greenlightdrafts.com. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back 
It's Everyday Cannabis with me, Eva Sativa, my little sidekick, Boris, who for the first time ever has decided to act up during the show, and co-host Katie Ryder. So just uh, hang on there for a few more minutes, and we're going to have the interview with our former NFLer and ganjapreneur, Eugene Monroe, cannabis hero. Uh, But we do have a listener question. So Shannon has written to me from New Jersey. And she wants to know why is vaping better than smoking? Uh, And she says, I feel like I don't get the same effects. We could talk a lot about this, but here's the quick and dirty answer. Okay. All right. So I've got a study from 2006 uh, that found absolutely no link between smoking cannabis and cancer, even in heavy long-term cannabis users. Uh, vaporization, though, is a preferred method for many. Convection heats cannabis just below the point of combustion, just high enough to extract cannabinoids, but too low for the potentially harmful toxins that are released during combustion. So thus vaping potentially eliminates the health risks associated with smoking and markedly reduces the amount of irritating particulate materials that get inhaled, which results in much less inf- inflammation and damage to the lining of your lungs. Uh, There's also a significant reduction in odor and secondhand smoke, which is a good choice for households that have children or pets or just anyone who doesn't like the smell of smoke, really. And uh, you are right uh, on that for sure. Um, A lot of people uh, who are parents uh, prefer to vape or use vape pens. They're very convenient for travel. Also, uh, there's there's really virtually no odor from it. And that is a really good point. But Shannon, you are right about the effect being slightly different, at least in my experience. And some people... Uh, Because I've asked a lot of people about this uh, because I enjoy smoking uh, still and I enjoy vaping, but I do feel like there is a a slightly different effect. And uh, and I've tried in in all different vaporizers and it's not, you know, all all different uh, uh, types uh, from Jabuda's to, uh, you know, um, even the... uh, Oh, the balloon type thing, you know, but you're, the, the effect is slightly different, they say, because of the smoke, because smoke is an irritant and that irritant has a reaction in your body, right? Everything that you put in your body is going to cause some kind of reaction. And so it causes some of that that feeling or or what you might call a buzz that you are used to. So it's kind of like to me, like switching from a, like a cigarette to an e-cig, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, there's no smoke. So you're not, your body's not reacting to that smoke. And some people like the way that that feels. Especially if you've never been a smoker and an e-cig is your first experience with tobacco. Um, I'm definitely a smoker. I do vape sometimes, um, but when it comes to whole flower, I just always preferred smoking. I think that the onset is a little faster. Um, I feel like my body absorbs more of the THC. Um, Again, I'm not a doctor. This is just anecdotal. Um, But I know a lot of people who don't like the, the, you know, the physical aspect of smoking. Um, I do have my vaporizer so that if I'm feeling under the weather or it's allergy season, I can break that out and, you know, it'll be less harmful. But in reality, it makes me cough more, um, which I don't understand. Maybe you know something about that. But uh, it for me, it's a little bit more uncomfortable. And then <laughs> um, if you're vaporizing extracts, uh, you know, you're talking about something that is a lot more potent, a lot faster. And uh, for me with that, there's always a risk of overdoing it. Um, I like, you know, I'm old school. I like to have my bowl. If you, (laughs) I don't know if you can hear my lighter going off while you're talking, but I'm enjoying (laughs) it right now. (laughs) As am I, as am I. What are you smoking right now, Katie? Because I uh, am smoking some German poison. I thought, why not, since we were talking about it. (laughs) And uh, that's uh, what I've been enjoying today. How about you? Uh, Let's see. I am enjoying a mix of uh, green candy, which is greenhouse grass, and 
The other one is Tangy Jack. Not sure if that was indoor or not. Ah, Tanji. I love the Tanji. Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there uh, that um, prefer to smoke because they're just old school. And a lot, I know a lot of our veterans, uh, uh, like, like, you know, they like, ah, that, no, that's the way I, I've always done it. And that's the way I want to do it. And some people are open to doing new methods. But there is a right method of administration for everyone. So you don't have to smoke to reap the benefits of cannabis. You do not even have to experience uh, the psychoaffective or psychoactive effects either. So, you know, we choose to, uh, but that, but you don't have to if that's not how you roll. Um, Eugene mentioned that he really likes creams. Creams do not cross the blood-brain barrier and they do not uh, cause a high. So, um I sometimes get keratosis uh, uh, polaris. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is, but if I, it goes away if you go out in the sun. And I've been using a CDD cream on it, uh, and uh, it's totally gone now. So uh, I can't stand it when my skin isn't totally smooth. So this is like a big deal to me because I've tried every expensive over-the-counter treatment and RX for it. Um, you know, I'm not buying like La Creme, but, uh, it, you know, I mean, I've spent a lot of money trying to, to deal with that skin problem. And uh, this is the only thing that has ever worked so fast and so well. So a lot of people also don't realize that, um, you know, these creams don't just address pain, but they address uh, skin issues. Um, I had a mole that looked, you know, a little funky and I've been using the CBD on that. And uh, and all of a sudden, it, it, it looks a lot better, and um, it, it, it's almost gone. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to say that that's going to happen for every person who, who uses it, but it certainly doesn't hurt to try it. And the great thing about them is that they're totally odorless uh, and sometimes centered like lavender or something nice. You know, no offense, Ben Gay, but it is not a <laughs> parfum. <laughs> All right. Well, we are getting close to that Eugene Monroe interview we've been teasing. Uh, but first, Eva, I want to ask you about your experience with cannabis as an athlete. I know before your major life changing accident, uh, you had a business as a trainer for corporations, triathletes, weight loss, and fitness was basically your life. Uh, so what role did cannabis play in your life at that time? So, you know, during that time, uh, I, you know, I was explaining, I was kind of going through this learning process, but this was before uh, the accident that I had when I, um, uh, the surgical accident, I had been having a lot of overuse injuries, which happens to a lot of athletes. So um, the first uh, thing they like to do is, uh, of course, uh, NSAIDs, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Um things like ibuprofen, which I relied on heavily, uh, heavily. and uh, interesting to note, uh, you know, I was very healthy, very fit person, like 2% body fat, but for some reason had really high blood pressure. When I stopped taking the NSAIDs, it became normal again. Uh, is this a cause and effect? I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Um, so I also was a human pigeon cushion. Um, I was getting injections all the time, uh, catalog steroid injections, medrol dose packs. I had eight RFA ablations, two nerve blocks, a cervical epidural that leaked. Uh, it was a wet tap or wet poke and uh, leaked cerebral spinal fluid. I had two SI uh, nerve blocks and um, two back nerve blocks. So, you know, uh, I felt like a human pincushion, and I'm going to tell you, none of these things helped me in any way, really, at all, um, except for make me sore in the spot where it happened, and then the time that I got the wet poke, um, it, it basically gives you the worst headache you've ever had in your life, uh, unless you um, are, are in a certain position, and it lasted for a week, and and it, and I was far worse for it. Uh, not to mention the money that it costs, but um, and then there's the the the, the opiates, right? And uh, we we all know what happens when when you start prescribing those to um, athletes willy nilly. Uh, it's an addictive drug, um, and it can, it's going to uh, it, it is physically with uh, addictive. So if you take it for long enough and you stop taking it, you will have 
some very bad withdrawal from that. Um, so why 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 are we treating our athletes this way? Um, not to mention uh, CTE and the neuroprotective elements, uh, neurogenerative elements. Uh, so I, I I started using cannabis uh, instead, and I have been better and better every day for it. And I am no longer, you know, have to lay in bed all day and I can go out and I can do stuff. I I may not be able to do sports anymore, but, uh, you know, I'm starting to. And um, and it's been a pleasure (laughs) compared to what I I was going through before. And I I know Eugene was saying they do a lot of that um, as well with with the the steroids and all that. And and, and it's not right. The cannabis is is safe and it should be an option and they should be able to choose. Um, So it looks like we have to get uh, wrapping up here and get to what you have all been waiting for. At last, we are going to bring you dun 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 Eugene Monroe after this break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at greenlightdrafts.com. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at everydaycannabisradio.com. That's Eva at everydaycannabisradio.com. Now, back to the show. All right, faithful listeners, you're back here with Everyday Cannabis. I'm Katie Ryder with your host, Eva Sativa, and we are about to roll our special interview with cannabis activist, businessman, and former NFL player, Eugene Monroe. Eva caught up with Eugene at the grand opening of Rise Dispensary in lovely Carson City, Nevada. That's right. Okay, so I was a little starstruck, but let me tell you, Eugene is about the nicest, most down-to-earth person I have met in a long time who really cares about people, and he really cares about his fans. I waited in a press line a long line of people to interview him on a really hot day. And I asked him, do you get tired of answering the same questions over and over again? And he said, no. He, he said, no, I don't, because I believe so much in this cause and this science and the proof uh, that we have all seen. And it's just so important for the world to know that I don't mind saying it all day long and and I just he really touched me um he told me you know he put some cream on his highly swollen ankle and just watched it go down which you know sounds almost unbelievable but I've seen the same thing happen myself uh Boris loved him he gave him a kiss I was a little jealous just kidding Jeff uh thank you again (laughs) Eugene and please the next time you're in town we'd love to have you back for a proper sit-down interview and please let us buy you dinner You are appreciated and we love you. Okay, we're live with Eva Sativa and this is Everyday Cannabis. I am here with, you're not going to believe who, Eugene Monroe. So, Eugene, I'm sure that you get asked a lot of the same questions and I'm going to just throw 
an oddball question at you right now. Okay. I call myself even sativa, not because I'm so much into sativas, but because I feel like I am a sativa. Because <laughs> I am, you know, much like a sativa, very bouncy and uh, creative and uh, euphoric, have a lot of energy. If you were a sativa, an indica, or a hybrid, which one would you be? I would say that I'd be more of a hybrid. I've, I've got a bit of balance. Uh, you know, while I can be very creative and energetic at times, I'm, I'm normally cool as a cucumber. So uh, I would say a hybrid. Yeah, I can see that just by, uh, I got a hybrid vibe coming off of you right now. <laughs> so can you tell me, Eugene, how did you find cannabis? And how did you find that it was something that would benefit you? Well, I've had a lot of injuries playing football, and I got tired of being pushed pills to deal with those injuries. Since 2006, after my first knee surgery, I've pretty much been on a steady course of anti-inflammatory drugs daily, and we know that that's not something that's good on your body, it's not good on your liver, and for when the injuries actually occur, the acute phase of that injury process to deal with the pain and be able to push through and continue to play, I was prescribed opioid drugs. And we all know widespread the dangers of those drugs and, and the great peril they're causing around our country. And as an athlete, I knew I wasn't immune to it. Um, so I, I look for alternative ways to, to heal, and I've done numerous things that, that have benefited, but also seeing that in place of those opioid drugs and anti-inflammatories, medical cannabis provides those benefits. So I studied it, I, I learned a lot about it, and, and got involved with uh, promoting uh, medical cannabis and the benefits of it in lieu of those opioid drugs. I uh, also uh, was uh, on the... Uh, the I guess you would call it the pain management um, loop, and I had a lot of analog shots, uh, a lot of steroids, medrol dose packs, injections, RFA ablations, all these types of things, um, and uh, and. I I consider uh, I found it kind of the same way that, that you did, and then uh, I found that I was discriminated against a lot for my choice. Uh, did you did you find that too? Um, you know, it, it happened sort of in a whirlwind for me. Earlier this year, I decided to speak openly about what I believed in, uh, the need for not only the NFL to change, but for people to see that and uh, realize that medical cannabis is actually a beneficial substance. And we know we deal with a lot of stigma surrounding marijuana. So, um, you know, it just everything happened at one time. I, I made my statements and uh, shortly after, my team released me. And, you know, I don't know if it had a direct correlation with me speaking publicly about marijuana, but it very well could have. So, um, you know, that, that ridicule could have been there, but, you know, as I continue to push the message and, and do things that bring legitimacy to medical cannabis, people are becoming acceptive of it, accepting of it, uh, and it's good to see it. It's good that you, hello, we, we, you're on our team anytime, and, uh, and, and it's great that you've come out and done this, not just for the NFL, but for all of us, patients whose lives, my life was saved by uh, medical marijuana, and it's really important to mainstream the issue. Um, but let, let's talk about something a little more fun here. So uh, what, 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 what type of, what way do you prefer to medicate? I myself am an edibles person most of the time because of the type of pain I have, and then for uh, for breakthrough pain, I'll sometimes vaporize or use concentrates and stuff like that. What about you? Lately, I've really gotten a lot of benefit out of topicals um, for the injuries I've had to my knee, which I carry a lot of swelling on my knee. You know, when I, when I train, when I work out, and I stay active, so it's just something that I've you know learned to deal with or, or had no choice but to deal with being an athlete. So you know, I've I've used topical uh, marijuana creams, and I've literally seen a reduction in swelling in my knee visibly, uh, and, and certainly a reduction in pain. I, I use it on my back and on my neck, on my hands and feet. I mean, I've got injuries that I've sustained all over my body, and it, it tends to, to work very well. And, and also, um, I like to, to vaporize marijuana as well. Um, you know, it's, it's a much healthier way to consume it uh, than smoking it. So. Um, 
you know, trying to maintain, you know, health and wellness while, while using medical cannabis, and it's certainly been a great benefit for me. You know what I love about the creams is that they don't smell like Bengay, and they don't, or any of those horrible sports creams that you end up smelling like a, a you know, all day like some yeah, kind no, of a mint. You can, you can rub it on and, you know, go about your day, and not too many people are, you know, wondering who just walked by, but, uh, but it works. And so, uh, do you have a favorite strain or, uh, or a product that you like more than any other? Um, you know, not not really. I mean, there's so many different uh, strains that people are creating now that, um, you know, you can sort of find what's going to be best for you, what, what you need. You know, if, if it's nighttime and, you know, you're winding down, uh, you might use an indica-based strain that you might not use if you've got a day full of work ahead yeah, that's what is so cool. So I feel like there's a product. There's so many new products coming out, and um, there's product for every person and every need. You don't have to smoke. You don't even have to feel the psychoactive effects, right? Yeah. Yeah. The C I use the CBD products too, which um, I started using first, and they help a lot. I was consuming the CBD oil from uh, Charlotte's Web, who I, I know personally. I, I've met them and spent time with them, and we've even jointly uh, uh, worked on a, a research initiative to look at. Uh, the effects that medical cannabis can have on NFL athletes. Wow, that's really cool. Yes, I just started getting uh, into just CBD alone products myself too. I also have a seizure disorder, so yeah. So uh, you know, it's breakthroughs every day, and and it's people like yourself uh, standing up and saying, "Hey, this is a cannabis user, and that's what that looks like, and uh, this is a healthier alternative that that makes a huge difference and in, in mainstreaming." cannabis so thank you so much Absolutely. and thank you so much for this interview uh, and I, I hope maybe someday you'll come back uh, on the show and let us know how things are going for awesome. you awesome let's link up all right thank Thanks you so much <laughs> and that is our show for this week thank you for listening and thank you eugene monroe for being a champion both on and off the field thank you for joining our winning team and uh listeners Please remember to hit us up with your questions. Let us know you're out there. We want to hear from you. Please tune in next week for more Everyday Cannabis with me, Eva Sativa, and Katie Ryder. With no sticks, no seeds, and no shame. You got it! Namaste, bitches. Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Cannabis. Please join Eva Sativa for another episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, no sticks, no seeds, no shame. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.